Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hey, what's... It's like I'm it's like I'm flirting with you listener. Actually weirdly enough that is actually weirdly that I start off the podcast that way because we kind of we spoke a lot about sex today in the podcast. Hey, I just went off straight with that. It's true we did. Um hello everyone. Um how you doing? I hope you are having a sweet little time. Um I realized that on the podcast what we haven't done as well is that we haven't said hello to all of you new people who have just found the podcast. So all of you old private partners who've been here for a while, hey, welcome back. This is another episode. But all of you new people who don't know what the podcast is about, it's basically where me and my buddy Francis, he's like this weird ginger guy who just sits next to me just being a bit odd. We just sit and chat to different guests each week about all of their private situations. Uh, And today on the podcast, super exciting, we have Alex Fox. Now, Alex is a sex expert. She has a podcast called Unexpected Fluids. She uh, writes in uh, different magazines about stuff. She basically has an all-round She's just a sex bird. That's what she is. She's epic. Uh, and we sat down with her today to chat about all things about sex, um, which obviously I thoroughly enjoyed because uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I, I freak out that pff, I don't know what I'm doing. But it turns out I don't know what I'm doing, which was really good to find out at the end. Uh, also, what we like to do uh, in our podcast is we get some mail in from uh, some of the listeners and we got a really amazing letter in today uh, from a guy which we read out, um, which is all he talks about his... Uh, how he's feeling and how he's understanding it and whether he's bisexual or not. So what we're going to do is we're going to put in the description below, we're going to link some charities. So if you are struggling and not really knowing where you, you fit or you're not, you're freaking out about things, go and check them out because they may be a little bit of a help. Um, also, hey, listen, subscribe to us uh, only if you want to. And if you've taken the effort to go and subscribe, why don't you give us a five-star review? Because what would be the point of giving us a four-star one? Just do a five. And while you're there, might as well leave a comment because you've spent all that time going all the way there. So just... Might as well do that. Uh, and then follow us on Instagram if you want to. I've just asked you to do a whole lot of things. And I'm sorry about that. So because I've asked you to do a whole lot of things, sit back, relax, and listen to the episode. Alex Fox on Private Parts. So I had a little bit of a scary moment earlier. Oh, really? Well, Wait, I, is that when you were, are you doing that autoerotic asphyxiation again? <laughs> What's that? Stop playing coy, Jamie. <laughs> I don't he, know what. He knows exactly what. Uh, don't, what I don't write that down. Like, don't you can't just test me straight away. I don't know what that means. It's a fancy word for a filthy thing. <laughs> no, I tell you what happened. I had two really scary things. Firstly, I got stopped by the police because I'm a badass moral forger. <laughs> That's why they saw oh, because me. you don't have insurance. <laughs> I do have insurance. Do you? Yeah, have you got it now? Because so, hey, as you won't know this, I basically have a Vespa. Yeah, it's red. Basically. Yeah, it's super cool. It's red. It's lovely. Um, and I was on it, and I was driving around like the badass guy I am. You were on it? I was on it. And what, what were you on? I was on the, the Vespa. Oh, I thought you meant on drugs. <laughs> I was not. I was on the Vespa. And I was driving it, and suddenly this police car pulled out in front of me and stopped and made me get off the bike. And I was like, what the hell is happening here? In the middle of Holborn, everyone like stopping and looking, saying, well, who's this guy on a Vespa being stopped? Anyway, Holborn, actually, I think the owl is silent in 
No, it was it was Hoban. <laughs> Holborn. Hoban. It's Holborn. No, it's Hoban, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> anyway, so I got stopped. Silent and hour, isn't it? Anyway, I got yeah, but I got stopped and it was like the most thrilling thing. Yes, Alex. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to, you keep talking to me, but yeah. I thought that I was supposed to pretend I'm not here. No, you, you're here. You're okay, definitely here. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I've missed my opportunity to make a joke about how autoerotic asphyxiation sounds like uh, holding your breath in an Audi A5. <laughs> Basically, we don't really have any format. Basically, what happens is we just start talking. We've actually introduced you, so everyone knows that you're on the podcast. But then what oh. we, but then what we like to do weirdly is we like to pretend to the, the listeners that you're still not here, but in fact they know you're here. Oh, okay. I was completely Jesus. confused by that because a second ago you told me that you were you would bring me into the conversation. At a do you know what? Point. You just really fucked Sorry. up my format. So I do apologise. Why should I just go? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. With us today, Alex Fox. Very appropriate. Uh, for the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. Actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex hey, hey, Fox. Alex. I am so so Alex. I said this to you before. How do I intro? You're a sex expert. You are a... How, how would you intro yourself? What do you write? When you, you land in, like, America and you have to get one of those um, little pieces of paper that says, what's your occupation? What do you write on it? I often lie, to be honest, in order to get through customs. Um, but when I'm describing myself to people, I say I'm Alex Fox. That's uh-huh. my real name. Mm-hmm. Usefully rhymes with Phallix Cox. Because <laughs> I spend most of my days talking about the gentle and not-so-gentle things people do with their genitals. Uh, I I'm a writer slash broadcaster slash sex educator. More slashes in my job title than there are in Edward Scissorhands' cock after a good wank. Um, I started out as a journalist about a decade and a half ago and uh-huh. got my big break uh, as an editor on a magazine called Bizarre, which dealt with all things alternative culture, but particularly specialised in kink and fetish. Okay. And off the back of that, I uh, retrained and got involved with sexual charities. And now basically... If someone is having sex or writing about sex or there's a film about sex or if there's sex in the title of anywhere, I'm usually within at least a five mile radius of being involved in it really? somehow. Yeah. Because there's a lot of porn out there. That must be a good, quite busy. Keep you quite busy. Um, my to-do list is longer than a porn star's trying to make some kind of record-breaking box set. So I'm going to put it out there. I don't watch porn. Well... We all know that's not true. I don't. I don't. I used to watch porn, and then I thought, oh, you you were watching porn when I came up to you the other day on your phone <laughs> outside. <laughs> what do you mean? Was, what, what do you mean? Walking? And you, you had your hands down your trousers, and you're watching some like. Weird. It was just a really nice cookery show. <laughs> Listen, and I promise you, I don't watch porn because I feel like, and I've said this before in the podcast, I feel like it desensitizes you as an individual, right? I feel like that's what happens, that you you witness, because it's like so much content to I receive. I for image purposes. No, I don't. I swear, to, I would be honest. If I watched porn, I'd be like, yeah, I watch I Listen. Because you never tell a lie, do you? <laughs> I, I watched porn the other day for the first time and I went, oh, yuck, and then had to turn it off. This is a recorded phenomenon that people who, yeah. some people, particularly young men um, who watch a lot of tube porn um, like tube the, what do you mean tube porn tube sites like for example you um, porn yeah yeah exactly <laughs> guest or Pornhub oh. um, those sites are designed to to, to kind of be addictive, really, so that you get a constant stream of click, 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 dick, 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 you know. Of new, a new, because I mean, that's the thing, like, surely there's just enough porn for everyone now. We don't need to keep making it. Uh, the, well, there's a lot of porn out <laughs> right? there, but not all, not all porn surely. is good porn or good for you. Okay, can I ask you, what is the obsession with sex? 
where do you want to begin <laughs> from, from the very beginning because I, I understand okay so I understand the addiction that people have with you know things like alcohol or drugs or and, and you sort of put sex is kind of a drug right in a sense but what is the obsession is it because it's ready available always why are people so obsessed with having sex uh you could answer that in lots of different ways i think a good place to start is really what is an individual person trying to get from sex because we all seek sex for different reasons for some of what are you seeking for francis um just someone to do my ironing (laughs) (laughs) i think you need a maid not to get laid Uh, some people go and have sex for comfort others for validation some for thrills some because it's part of a bonding experience Mm -hmm. of course there is copulation for procreation as well Mm -hmm. so it's difficult to say uh broadly why people are so obsessed with sex because there are so many reasons to seek it out um but it's interesting that you say you don't watch porn don't watch porn find that it it oversaturates you you say you don't watch porn how long has it been since you've watched porn Listen, okay. Because don't watch porn. Uh, okay, I haven't watched porn in a few days. That could, you could, I mean. Okay, listen, I'm going to be totally honest with you, okay? I don't like lying. I decided that I wouldn't watch porn. So I didn't watch porn for about a year. Uh-huh. I reckon. You ha- so you're saying you haven't watched it? I, I didn't watch it for about a year. And then I. For a year. And then for a year. And then the other day, I thought, God, I wonder if porn's still the same. Turns out it is. And I went and clicked on some more porn. When was the other day? Four days ago. I relapsed everyone and I'm really worried about it. There is, there is, there are different types of porn out there because I think for most people, um, they consume mainstream porn. I don't know whether you've ever heard, there's a documentary by John Ronson um, called The Butterfly Effect, which explains... I've the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, it explains how pornography now on the internet is really different to how it was a few decades ago. Because well, it's all amateur and so it gets more, gets more extremes. There's no like regulation. You're on the right track, yeah. The only stuff that people can get paid for now tends to be the pretty extreme acts. And that means that those then end up... I'm simplifying this, but... Yeah, yeah. So, like, reverse cowgirl and, like, this. Reverse cowgirl in an Audi A5 that is reversing straight into Jamie's driveway so we can practice auto-erotic asphyxiation. I remember when I was a kid, I remember as a kid, and and when I was about 12, 13 years old, this person showed me a porn magazine. And I remember them showing it to me when I was at school. And I remember thinking, God, where do you put the penis because I had no idea I was like oh my god this is so intense and so then the first time I ever had sex I didn't know what the hell I was doing apart from I just lay on top of this poor person and just moved up and down person <laughs> yeah person yeah of course it was a person what do why you do you say girl <laughs> and I just and it was really because I didn't know what to do it's like so intimidating there's so much pressure to like achieve and succeed and to make it great and it was just like the most awful experience ever to the point where the the girl looked at me and said do you know what you're doing and I went yeah do you not you? <laughs> <laughs> bet you don't because I do <laughs> but it's really it's intimidating right and so I feel like I feel like should have been watching more porn I yeah, guess I should have been watching more porn oh god no please don't learn from porn a lot of people do particularly folks who are from LGBTQ community, communities and identities because we know that um, basically talking about queer sex at school doesn't really happen sex ed full stop is not great at the moment and I'm part of a movement who are trying to change that so sex education is going to become uh, compulsory in schools across England as of September 2020 Um, so what what happens so you're like hey guys because when I had it at what age though 
Uh, it's age appropriate from the age of five. But when you're talking about four and five year olds, it's not telling them about sexual intercourse it's naming body parts so this is your elbow this is your ear this, this is, is your, your vulva or this is your penis yeah. this is your vulva vulva is the outer uh, vulva is the name for the outside of a woman's genitals the inside is the vagina oh. although lots of people get that wrong my parents used to drive a vulva <laughs> <laughs> when i was at school was it a fake taxi it was but do you well, not think that that it's it's uh, it's partly the role of the parents to educate their children on sex. No, because it's embarrassing. Is that's, it? Yeah, that's embarrassing, I feel. I think certainly parents should play a role where they can. Um, but I'm a real big advocate for a multi-pronged approach because there'll be lots of parents who are very devoutly religious, for example, or have suffered sexual trauma themselves, or just simply don't know where to start in teaching mm. their, their children about sex. They don't know they don't know the facts themselves because they didn't get the information. Mm. They didn't have that education. They still haven't figured so. it out, even though they've got kids. Well, sex to make babies is only really the beginning of a, of a much wider I have a friend I have a friend activity. who caught their parents having sex and she walked she, she walked in, she walked in on her <laughs> she opened the door to her bedroom having a nightmare he walked in and the parents were doing doggy in the morning just looked at her she walked to the room get out <laughs> screamed at her how awkward would that be well it'd ruin your appreciation of the fine horror film known as Human Centipede from oh my god yeah but also I remember when I was at school we used to have sex education right we used to do it and it was a kind of a great class and we used to talk about loads of things loads of like we used to talk about like masturbation and and whether it, could, whether it was, I remember asking the question, if so, I went, sir, if you do too much, is that a bad thing? Because I remember it was at that stage where... You were doing a lot. <laughs> I was, wow, I was doing Were you chafing it to the point where it resembled just a snack pepperami? I don't think I was chafing it. it down. But you know there's a problem when you're having a wank in a history class, because that's what I was doing. <laughs> Did you? times were hot. <laughs> I remember we were watching, it was, we were doing... Well, the, in the class? In the, we were watching a video on the fire of London. And I was at the back and of the car. And you were starting your own fire. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is sexy. God. Oh, Samuel Pepys buried his diaries. <laughs> I'm going to bury this. Anyway, I... I no, I'm kidding. Bury it in what? <laughs> I, did, I did that. In this history book. <laughs> um, I have a question. Go, ask me anything you want. For most pe penis owners... When they orgasm, they ejaculate. What did you do with the spaff when you were in history class? Oh, uh, you swallowed it. <laughs> Didn't you? I, I did. <laughs> I've never, I've actually never tried semen ever. Um, <laughs> just to put that out there as well. Listen, I've never watched porn, I don't try semen. Do you know Next what? Next question. Jamie, I was a long time ago associated with. Um, a proposed semen cookery class. Uh, there was this. What? Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, there was this um, uh, events organisation group in London who wanted to do something to get in the press, and there had been a book about of semen recipes published, and another like there was a cocktail book as well called the the bartender's semenology or something. That is vile. And they hired me to talk about um, the psychology of why people might want to do this, but a lot of people misinterpreted that as me being some kind of spunk chef who was going to like tell them how to make 
Victoria Spooge cake or oh. Schlong Island iced tea. You thought about the names already. I love it. This Hell yeah! Is, I, love I can tell you're a, you're a you're a real um, you're the king of the queen of the innuendo, and and also you've got a great list of puns. Oh, cheers! I uh, think a good pun is its own reword. I actually have a T-shirt yeah. that has the Pornhub logo on, and I'm not a fan of Pornhub, but it says Punhub. Nor I am I. I hate. Why, why are you not a fan of Pornhub? Because well, for many reasons. For a start, I don't because I think the way that on they're, it, they're set up is designed to keep people watching porn. Perhaps to an unhealthy degree. Mm. Also, they steal porn from other pornographers who treat their uh, their actors. They steal their, porn. Yeah, Pornhub pinch porn um, and give it out for free, which means that um, original actors and crew don't get paid properly. I really think that if you can, you should pay for your porn um, and choose I, ethical I, porn. I, we, I, so my my problem with the porn industry is firstly that it it desensitizes people. Secondly, um, I think that it gives it gives like young individuals a kind of uh, weird kind of uh, idolization of what sex should be like. Yeah, the representation, the representation is, is extreme is, in mainstream porn it, and not uh, not realistic at all. Well, and, and not, you know, you hardly ever see different body types, do you? Or, you know, a lot of the sex in mainstream porn is quite violent. Mm. And, and as you said, in John Ronson's audio documentary, he illustrates why why we've got to this point. So this is okay. I'm going to be honest. All right, here we go. Finally. <laughs> I... I don't think I became very good at sex until I was about 27. That's what I've worked out, I think. Yeah, I just don't what think... What were I, you doing before? I don't know. I think that before it was it was basically just a race to the finish line. Uh-huh. Really? That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, anyway. Definitely for me. And I think that I had to... So you weren't a generous... Lover, conscientious lover. Well, I just always was quite nervous about like I don't. It's, mm. it's like it's honestly, it's like it's like play, picking up a PlayStation controller and just tapping all the buttons and hoping that something happens. It's like you're playing Street Fighter, like how I play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, literally, just you just press everything. Yeah. And go, well, that's all right. There you go. Um, and so I always a bit nervous about it, but I think that and and I think that's down to like with porn, it always just looks so like you know. Oh, and, and the like, thing is, I don't think you get good at sex from watching porn. You get good at sex from doing it a lot. And communicating yeah. about it, and, and asking them, and asking the girl what she likes, because every girl's different. So, so, but also that was the also the really awkward thing. I remember when I was first started having sex as like a young kid, right? I was about sixteen years old when I first had like my first girlfriend, and we started having sex. First time we had sex, she she I fell onto my friend Charlie's guitar and broke it. Oh, no. And I remember walking into his room and going, "Sorry, buddy, this is what happens during sex," and <laughs> showing his broken guitar. Well, there was a G string yeah, involved. Yeah, from the very first. This is super cool. But I remember being so awkward. You just do missionary because in your head you kept going when is the point that I can ask that we can change positions and it would just be too nerve wracking yeah, to but ask mystery it. is underrated I think I agree yeah, I think there's a lot of vanilla shaming at the moment yeah. where if you like straightforward sex you're seen as boring when, whereas actually there's a lot to be defended about it missionary is very you get to be close to the other person. You can see their face and you can hear them. So it's great for communication. But, um, but you have to whisper. You have to whisper in their ear. No, you don't. You shout. You have a good time. That was the other thing. So going back to talking dirty, like that is that is. Uh huh. So, so okay, okay, Alex. Be totally honest. Okay, fine. We're having sex. Not now, but like... <laughs> this isn't what sex is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we having sex? Hypothetically, we're having sex, uh-huh. all right? Okay, what we're, position? We're missionary. Yeah. All right? All right, I'm imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be that funny. 
<laughs> I mean, admittedly, I have dressed like I'm in an ABBA tribute band today, but hey. No, okay, we're having we're having sex. We're missionary. on this table. No, not on this table. In bed, we we really like each other. Yeah. Okay, we've we've been we've been. You really like each other. Yeah, yeah. we really like each other. I should hope so. If you're having sex. Well, sometimes you don't know each other. You're just having. What? what? Yeah, sometimes you don't. You have casual sex without knowing someone. Yeah. Of course. Sometimes it's less of an emotional connection. Yeah. More totally. Physical. Yeah. And so we're having sex. We like each other. You're going to dirty talk uh, yeah. to me. How, uh, how would we do it? Well, I think if you're not a very confident dirty talker, sometimes rather than looking a person directly in the eye... Oh, the lights are saying, fully off. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's oh, total Jamie, darkness. Jamie only has sex with the lights off. Yeah. He doesn't like to look at the girls <laughs> that he's prodding. <laughs> Prodding. So the light. So that sounds so, like a cattle prod. So is, well, that is kind of how yeah. it, how it so, goes. Uh, with so you, the I lights think. are off, and we're 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 having sex, and uh, we start dirty talking to each other. So uh-huh. I, I would I would start saying to you something like, "Oh, you stink." <laughs> Francis really enjoys when he has a joke he starts laughing before he gets it out but so so how would you begin that scenario I think it's I think it's really important to know what terms your partner is into and what turns them off because some people like quite degrading terms like slut and whore and See, like I, that, that doesn't yeah. sit well with me. That no, a what lot you don't of like being called are... a whore? No, it would really, it would really upset me. And also for me to say that to someone, I just doesn't feel right. It would just feel, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I don't think. Nor could you. You wouldn't be able to be like talk dirty in that way. There's no ways. I think a good place to start is maybe uh, be honestly saying when something feels really good, mm-hmm. not just feeling like you're obligated to go, oh yeah, that's amazing. When really they've in the pitch black darkness, Jamie is trying to penetrate my belly button. <laughs> that was what happened the first time I ever had sex. Honestly, I had no clue what was going on. I did once legitimately go out with someone who had a, a tummy and belly button fetish and really? loved to like suck my belly button. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. He made my belly button bleed one time. What? Through overzealous appreciation of it, yeah. Mm. I mean, on one hand, it was quite a nice part of the relationship because it made me feel so good about a part of my body that many women and many men feel pretty lousy about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the belly button bleeding. Because uh, just to go off topic again, I'm sorry to keep doing this to you. I keep jumping around the place. That's okay. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get many people on Twitter going, Alex, you didn't adequately cover that topic. Yeah, I'm sorry. You didn't completely, uh, comprehensively that, cover that controversy. That's, but hey, this, that's not what this podcast is about. That's totally because of me. But I, I found out recently with belly buttons, right, that... Yeah. My belly button has a has an odd smell. Lots so, of them do. What is yeah. that? It's it's. Have you ever had? An ear, yeah. Have you ever had an earring in your ear? Have you ever had an earring and it's a bit like and you sort of you move around it's, and it smells. I was like, no. My my belly button smells no. like that. My, have you never had that? Well, it's my, a crevice, isn't it? That's quite hard it, to clean. I was like, what is this smell? Do you not wash your belly button? Also, I do now. Do I you just have a belly button piercing? No, I don't have a belly button piercing, but it smells funky. So the, your guy was going towards your belly button and it would have had a funky smell I well uh, maybe I'm extremely not hygienic everyone, not everyone's belly, belly buttons button stink Jim. hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, it was bizarre. Also, some people really like just like bodily smells don't they some people fetishize that I, I want to go back to this whole way so, so when you when you have changing to, the subject I think, no. we, I think we found Jamie's fetish yeah, yeah I really like Benny when you have that uh, when you're doing the sort of dirty talking things like that because uh-huh. communication you said is super key whenever yes. you're having sex and that is all about the reason why people don't have good sex is because they're not communicating and the reason why I, I didn't really dirty talk and I, and I still don't really dirty talk, probably because I'm British. But secondly, because it's it's awkward. What do you say? How do you approach it? What do you do? Do you say, like, how do you do it? Or you just go, oh, this is really good. Do you dirty talk, Francis? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know if you do? I don't know. You don't yeah. know? I don't know. So, so you watched this porn the other day, three days ago, right? Which one? Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you search? What was your search term? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. What, when you went on, what was your search term? Which, I didn't. What I did didn't, you search for? I didn't search. What was your keyword? I don't. I don't listen. I don't search anything in particular. And I just had it was what a, See, you don't. Yeah, you do. It was a brief moment of madness. Yeah, but so that was your search term. It's a bit long, Cause convoluted. Because no, because I. But it would probably lead you down some dark paths. I just don't understand the whole sense of. Glory holes. That's what I don't get. That oh wait, so it was glory. <laughs> it was glory holes. <laughs> was it glory holes? It was glory holes. Wasn't it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't glory holes. But that did you, pop up. You've said that the glory and holes. And so is, did you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's that's again. That's so another. So glory thing. holes is that's what you're into. That no, that was another thing which I find bizarre. That people have so many fetishes. They have all these different things. How, yeah, rule thirty-four. If you can imagine it, someone will have a fetish about it. What, there will serious? be porn of it. What's yeah. your keyword? What when I'm searching? Yeah. Well, I have the ultimate excuse because. Everybody else's NSFW, not suitable for work, yeah. is my work. Yeah. So I can just tell the world that uh, this is journalistic research. All right. And the last pieces of porn I searched for, and these for, were for your pleasure rather than work. For my well, for I'll tell you both because the work's been really interesting lately as well. Um, for work, I was looking at Sonic the Hedgehog foot fetish porn. Why again? This uh, is another, I know it well. But this is another thing. Why do people see that? That's another side of it. All these different things. All these different fetishes I find so bizarre why does someone get uh, turned on uh, due to a cartoon and fetishes behind that I don't understand how you could possibly get into something well, like that some of the reasons might be because um, a lot of people associate um, strong meaning to the very first times in their lives when they start to become aware of their sexuality. The, their sexual awakening. Uh, yeah, exactly. So those moments can hold a lot of poignancy and weight and, and feel uh, re- resonant throughout somebody's life. So if you had some kind of sexual experience connected to cartoons or while cartoons were on in the background or while cartoons were a part of your life, then that, that might be carried with you into adulthood. Um, the foot fetish thing foot fetishes are really common particularly amongst men but why why do people like foot fetishes oh there's lots of philosophies I'm so so intrigued with all these different things I just find it fascinating because I suppose women's feet are sort of smaller and cuter that's right? one reason yeah that they're very delicate yeah also they're at, <laughs> Think of that. They're at the bottom of I guess I can imagine why that, that someone would be uh, they would see the appeal of a, of a women's feet yeah Over so men's. you're into glory holes and you're I'm not I don't have I don't have a foot fetish but I just can see what I can obviously it's not it's not like a sure, m- sure, mystery sure. I get it but well, it's feet at the bottom at the base of the body so if you're somebody who's submissive and into praising women then you might want to 
kneel at their feet. Yeah. I know that's one reason. And then a lot of guys who have foot fetishes say that they have very early memories of seeing their mother's feet when they were crawling around. So they associate feet with female comfort and safety and the provision of food. And so feet become a big mm. part of their identity. Alex, yeah. you're genius. That's interesting. It. That that's what you, a lot of people do say. Do you have a foot fetish? I don't have a foot fetish whatsoever. Me either. I don't have like there's 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 no I don't think I really have a fetish in general. I don't what is my if I really had to think what would really be super sexy. Sometimes I look at uh, girls you know like, she's got nice feet, but I don't yeah. I don't think oh god. Oh, <laughs> you're not going to go home and wank into a vajankle. Oh, feet. <laughs> What's a vajankle? A vajankle is um, oh, is it like a, is it you? Because you had a flashlight. It's probably it's, one of those. It's a flashlight in a in an ankle. Yeah, for foot fetishes. That is dark. Wank what? So yeah. it's just like you're having sex with a with human a foot. foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I've just come back from this uh, big uh, expo of, mm-hmm. of it in it's in Germany in Hanover. It's sex called, robots. It's called Aerofame. There were there weren't sex robots. There were love dolls there. Mm. But it's the bit Europe's biggest convention of everyone who works in the sex toy industry. <laughs> uh, and there was uh, a guy who used to work for the UN. Actually, he was a member of the United Nations, and he's now decided to found uh, a company who specialises in making the world's largest and widest dildos. He had uh, a particular range called Anal Conda that were like. <laughs> 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 I got it about the same time you did as well. That was great. <laughs> They're like long snakes with handles so that you can sort of sword fight with someone's what? asshole. Oh. Um, there was one dildo that was made of like three massive penises joined together like a a, a, a tripeen. Is this where you get um, your butt plugs from? <laughs> I was. I won't, I'll, I'll actually tell you this. <laughs> Should I tell you this? Okay. Yes. So my girlfriend and I... <laughs> uh-huh. um, She'll really love this story. We uh, we thought it, we thought, hey, let's uh, let's spice things up in the old bedroom. So we thought it would be really. Se- so I said, listen, is that your dirty talk? Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let's spice, spice it up. Let's, let's get come on. This Turn is getting... that light off. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you take off your clothes this time? I'll sprinkle you with cardamom. <laughs> yeah. You need a shower. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, <laughs> don't brush your teeth. Um... Oh, I did once talk to someone who had a plaque fetish. Oh yeah. God, that is. What, what halitosis fetish? Yeah, fetish. because one of his earliest experiences, like one of his formative sexual experiences, had been snogging someone who had bad breath. Ugh. He'd come to fetishize the idea of, of rotten teeth. And also, if you've been told a lot when you're little that something is bad for you or naughty or you must do it, then lots of people sexualize that in a fetishistic way. So if you've been told, oh, you must brush your teeth or bad things will happen, then something. They don't, then they don't brush their teeth because they, it turns them on. Uh, well, there are lots of different... Exploring the roots of fetishes is complicated. But yeah, this guy, he got particularly... like He was really into it if uh, people had very yellow, thick plaque. Like they'd just oh, eaten a God. packet of Monster Munch. Do you yeah. know, okay, so, so basically we were... We were uh, so my girlfriend and I, we were... Hanging just, out of the dentist. <laughs> yeah. we, no, we thought... My Hanging bir- out of the dentist. <laughs> my birthday was coming up and so... Um, so I said, well, she said, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, oh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. And I said, and I sort of suggested as a sort of joke, why don't, why don't we spice things up in the, the bedroom? Not, but, a, as a, not joke. a bad suggestion. Well, it, was, it wasn't really a joke. <laughs> why don't we, why don't we spice things up? Ha ha. Let's spice things up in the bedroom. Ha 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 ha
It wasn't a joke. I don't know why I said it was a joke. It wasn't. I just, I just, I, it wasn't. It wasn't even for my birthday. I just, I I'm just, joking. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, why don't we spice things up? Because I thought it'd be fun. And also, we're super, peg me. <laughs> <laughs> we're super comfortable with each other, and it's you know it's interesting. And so we uh, we decided to, well, she decided to order things on from the internet. Uh-huh. And now you're blaming her. Yeah, they, I it was her idea. Anyway, anyway, one of the things. That she ordered, and it was like a size open up, and it was, it's called, what's it called? It's called a, um, it's called a, like a man straight, or a, a man straight. Anyway, it is the man most straight. intense thing I've ever seen. It looks like, it looks, it, it looks like a big L shape, you're right, a big L shape. Uh-huh. So like that, big L shape, and it's, it's big L shape, and it's black, and it has lights on it. And what you're meant to do with it, and it has a controller, and what you're meant to do with it is you're meant to meant to stimulate your prostate. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what are the lights for? I did, did, it looks like a disco, a dick adjacent disco, <laughs> so disco yeah, butt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there is just no way that would ever work. What? Just, How do you know? Because <laughs> it hasn't yet. <laughs> No, because it's just because I can't get it to. <laughs> it's just it's. But wait, so you haven't tried small. it yet? I haven't tried it. Basically, wait, why, why not? Because it's really intense. It's like the most intense thing I've ever seen. Mm. You have. How tried big it, is you? it? Uh, it's big. Do you have a picture yeah. of it. I don't have a picture. You do I, have a picture. I swear, I didn't take a picture. Man straight. I've never heard of it's the called man a mantle or something like. Yeah, it was really, it was really quite full on. Manaconda. Yeah, like like the. So what, why, I'm, I'm surprised why you haven't just you know built a glory hole in your house. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're into <laughs> it's not hey why are we spicing things up in the bedroom I've I'll drilled a, a hole, hole in the door I've drilled a hole in the door for you you know there was a product that wasn't far off that a while ago it was like um, it was a like a plastic sheet that you were supposed to hang up in your door frame with holes in it I mean you can DIY yeah. that shit yeah I mean, you know. yeah uh, Alex on that note uh, listen we've got to have the uh, question of the week so Francis what is the question of the week all right, this question is on topic. On top. Okay. What is one of the um, unexpected things that can happen to you when you have sex? What is the one of the most... One un- of the... Un- one, what is one unexpected and surprising thing that can happen to you when you, when you have sex? Okay, Alex, as our guest, you get to go first and okay. guess. Okay, um, and I'm guessing. Well, I co-host a podcast on BBC Radio 1 called Unexpected Fluids. where people... Which I love, by the way. Oh, thanks it's very a, much. Yeah, it's really great. I'm, I'm actually thinking of going as a story from Unexpected Fluids for my Halloween costume. You were nominated for a podcast award, weren't you? Uh, yeah, a yeah. couple. We've done all right. Yeah, yeah. me and Riyadh, my, so, my co-presenter. So you're going as, uh, for Halloween, you're going as I what? Think, well, the whole the premise of the show is that people send us their real-life tales of sexual fail. So stuff, mm. shit when sex has gone really wrong um, where they've been trying to get their leg over and what Hasn't they're doing with their, what they're doing with their crotches has landed them on crutches yeah um, and then we use that as an educational springboard and we hear a lot of unexpected things happening lots of people getting concussion or getting covered in blood my favorite one of my favorite stories though was a guy who was given a cheese board for Christmas that happened to have a hole in it as a handle and he was like it's got a hole in it. I'll stick my dick in it. And it was like a big, heavy oak cheese board. And as he got like a little bit excited to insert his phallus into this gap, 
he basically got a massive cheese board stuck on his knob <laughs> for seven We've all been hours. There. <laughs> he had this massive hunk of wood hanging off his wood. God, it was like my friend Harry, who when we were six years old, we went to this like place for like a school trip and there was a bridge and he climbed into the bridge and put his knees into the gap in the bridge and kind of got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just with him, just laughing at him, and he was going, help me, help me. How long was he there for? Hey, was until the teacher came back. So for Halloween, what are you going to go as? I'm thinking of, well, either something to do with the cheese board or my all-time favourite story, which is, I've told this so many times that it never gets old for me. I like to call it the Cumberland sausage. Um, there was a girl who decided that she wanted to try her... What, she wanted to test out what it might feel to have something akin to a willy inside of her foof. So, and she didn't have a sex toy, so she thought, I'll I use food. a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a wonderful dish to eat. Um, but yeah, she decided to penetrate herself with a sausage, but she used a frozen <gasps> sausage. And I don't know whether you've ever seen what happens when you lick a frozen lamppost and you know, people's tongue gets Yeah. Up. This frozen sausage got stuck to the walls of her vaginal canal. And so she panicked and thought, uh, I need to call a medical professional and called the first doctor she could think of, who was her father. And her dad had to defrost this sausage out of his daughter's cooch by putting her in a warm bath. But a couple of weeks previously, he'd already removed the lid of a can of deodorant from the same daughter who'd been oh. experimenting with that as well. So, so wait, you're going to go as the dad on Halloween? Yeah, yeah, looking disappointed <laughs> yeah. with a sausage. Just yeah. looking really ashamed Crying. all the time. Yeah. We, we have a we have a friend called Tom Lucy who's going to go as Greta. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, from like the the uh, the activist. The activist. He's yeah. going to go as her Eco for Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> he's going to go as her. For Halloween. Sure, he's pleased he about you announcing it. Really, yeah. really sunburned. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So your answer for the question of the week is okay. So something unexpected that's happened during sex. I'm going to go for. Uh, surprise vomit. We get that a lot. Surprise in vomit. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I. You're into that, aren't you? I. I'm really not good with vomit at all. I'm going to go for. I think passing out. Yeah. I think passing out. That's what I think. I think that people. What? what? I think that people will pass out in sex. The unexpected thing to happen is that they will become so unconscious. Maybe for a lot of women, the unexpected thing is you have a good time and possibly an orgasm. Unexpected yeah, yeah, vomit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much unexpected exactly what orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to find out in part two. Uh, right, Alex. Also, what we like to do on the podcast is I read you my diary. However, instead of reading my diary, because I'm, he doesn't have one, I'm going to read you. He's been a, too busy carving out those glory busy. holes. Yeah. I'm going to read you a letter that has that has come. Hold up, that has come through. Uh-huh. Uh, and hopefully um, it will give us some insight into something that we can answer. Are you ready for this? Francis, this letter looks quite terrifying, written as it is in red pen. It looks great. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <clears throat> Jamie and Francis, OMG. Looks Pri- like a note that you're, like, you're passing class at school, right? <laughs> yeah, I used to do that. I used to love that. OMG, private parts is the best, funniest, coolest, most enjoyable thing I've ever listened to. And I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I listen to it on the bus and on the way to school every morning, though aloud like a nonce. The best episodes <laughs> have been Vicky Patterson, Montana Brown, Spencer Matthews. Please get Vicky back. I hope the podcast can achieve lots of different things. P.S. This is Ralph. Plus, I could really do with your advice. I'm in sixth form and I'm currently living in Cambridge. In a adoles- I am adolescent. I'm pretty certain I'm bisexual. However, I haven't come out to anybody. Who- anybody. 
Uh, I'm not sure why, but I don't think this and often wish I could be straight because he thinks he's gay. It's almost as if I'm embarrassed of being bi and I'm scared to come out, which I don't know why. I wish I could pluck up the courage to come out. What should I do? I need your help. Here we go. So this is an important subject because yeah. this happens to a lot of individuals, right? Where a lot of people and friends of mine who came out much later in life because they were scared of the reaction from people at school, their family, their friends, whoever. And this is a really important. So how do you as an individual, if you are nervous about being gay or bisexual, how do you approach that? I think, first of all, it's really important to say that um, for lots of people, coming out isn't safe. Um, so it's great that we have all these conversations these days where we're like, yeah, come out of the closet, be who you are, live your best life, be true to who who you are to your core. But we need to recognise that for certain people in certain situations, that might mean being kicked out of their family and, and becoming homeless or losing their job or, or losing access to their children if they're mm-hmm. an older person or something. So no shame. Or even sometimes... Death if they're living in yes exactly depending yeah, yeah depending on where you are so absolutely no shame if you are somebody who is on the LGBTQ spectrum and you don't feel like uh, you can come out at the moment that's not your problem that's society's problem um, in terms of this young guy what what advice would you give us to him man? I think that it's really important for individuals to uh, be proud of who they are um, you know it, it, prime example if I go to my example right I'm I'm a posh, white, privileged person who was on a reality show, right? It, and a lot of people dislike... I'll say. <laughs> a lot of people dislike that in so many ways because of, you know, lots of different reasons. But I would never go against my roots. So this is, that's who I am. You know, that, you know, I did a reality show. I, uh, still on it. I'm still on it. I, I but you're owning it. But you own it completely. And I don't think there's anything wrong with owning it. I think actually that's a really great thing to do to be own proud. Own your truth. Yeah, be mm. proud of whoever you are. And to this guy, uh, Ralph, I think totally just be proud of it. it be it, safe, have fun. Do what makes you happy. Yeah, but just just be just be proud of it in so many different ways, and and actually to shy away from who you truly are is only going to make you more upset in the long run. And actually, it's going to make you anyone who tries to pretend they're something they're not. You, you get imposter syndrome. You get all these different things that come up. I think about being open and honest is so important in life. Well, certainly, I think obviously whether or not he is um, able to like. Uh, open up about uh, his sexual preference to the people around him is one thing, but I think he shouldn't uh, shouldn't he shouldn't uh, compromise who he is uh, to keep up appearances. Well, he the, should just be yes. himself. Um, be, be, you know, do what makes you happy. And, and this, but and, this is what he's saying. He's saying he doesn't understand why he feels embarrassed to do it. He's saying why am I feeling that there's no reason? Otherwise, he said, "It's just why am I doing this?" And it's just probably because he's scared of the reaction from others. But right? I also think that, that there's not there's also no pressing need to you know be so open about your private sexual interests if if he doesn't feel like it. You know, like I don't think people should feel like oh I have to. It's come nobody out. else's business. It's no one else's business. Yeah. Ultimately, if he wants to, if he if, you know how he. Feels Feels about uh, you know uh, about sex and what, what turns them on is is actually like a private thing. It's, it's I think there's a lot of uh, um, pressure on uh, unnecessary pressure on some people to feel like they've they have to come out and say that you know all all you know what turns them on and stuff. But it's not really it's a private thing. Sex, I think. Yeah, I think because he has some um, queries about himself and is you know, is questioning you know mm. who who am I what do I like how do I go about this um, that maybe he might benefit from some information and community from with other people. So maybe looking for an LGBTQ support group or a youth 
youth group near him would be a good idea or have a look for f- online forums where you can talk to other people who are your age and your and situation you- and, and uh, not feel so alone. Um, my co-host on Unexpected Fluids, Riyad Khalaf, has written a book, um, which isn't for, specifically for bi people, but this guy might still find it helpful called yay you're gay now what for young people who are sort of exploring their sexuality and want to know well what do i do with these thoughts well, that, that that's having? actually that's actually a, a good idea because i have some of my um uh, friends who have come out have said like they you know maybe they come out later on in life they just didn't really know like what to yeah, do what do you like, do what, with so, it so, so like, having what these now? feelings what okay, now so I just yeah. download this grinder app then and <laughs> Well, that is a worrying thing, really, isn't it? Especially if this this person is in sixth form. Um, a lot of people who are who are gay or who are bi or or, or seeking a, a same sex experience. We were talking about this the other day on. They can get taken experience. advantage of. Yeah, there is. There's almost a bit of a. Uh, I hesitate to use the word, but a bit of a tradition with younger gay guys. Like a hazing sort of thing. That they'll date, yeah, an, an older person who will sort of show them the ropes. And whilst in some situations that can be a genuinely caring relationship and, and that person will uh, make sure that they leave them in a better situation than they found them, in, in other situations it is quite coercive or mm. at worst abusive. even abusive. Yeah. yeah, which is another reason why we need better education and more freedom for us all to talk openly about sex so that people don't feel like they have to sneak around fudging their decisions because they can't ask. That's it, guys. Yeah, preach it. Hey, listen, as we've got to stop you there because that's the end of part one. We're going to pick this up in part two because I can't bloody wait. More parts in part two? More parts in part two. Hey, hey listen, uh, we're going to get back into this, so switch over to part two. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.